everyone, and welcome to another episode of Younger by the Minute. I am your host, Jennifer Spicer, and I am with my amazing co-host, Jamie Spicer. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you on board for another episode. Yes. So, Jamie, I know you wanted to focus a little bit on something that is definitely one of the most popular medical procedures out there in the aesthetics world um, or plastics world, and that is liposuction yeah you know we i get asked a lot i'm sure you do on your side of the business as far as what's my opinion when it comes to like cool sculpting lipo dissolve liposuction suction and that and uh even uh will go as far as the lap band and that part well and that that's a different avenue lap band sleeve all that we'll, we'll talk about that but from the psychology because i think we're going to dive into a few different areas we're going to talk about the psychology that has to happen with the patient and the, the frame of mind they have to be in right um the lifestyle that they need to have because the truth be told is there's really no shortcuts at 100 on that and i honestly have a real big issue with some of those procedures in the first place and i feel like from being a medical professional and you're a professional in this realm it's really really important that a physician and whoever is doing the procedure does a very thorough job at assessing the patient's state of mind and psychology because weight is is psychological in nature. I mean, people gain weight or lose weight. Yes, genetics play a role, but you know, fat is a protective mechanism in the body. And so, when people are going through things, like they'll sometimes hold on to fat, you know, things like that. Well, not only that, but you know, people will, you know, emotionally eat is one thing. You know, so that there's that psychology side of that part. They'll emotionally eat when they're stressed or um, when. Sometimes, you know, when they're happy, you know, they go out and they think they deserve some big meal when they're already quite a bit overweight. So probably not to that point. So, you know, you're 100% right on that is it's a lot about a psychology and there is no such thing as shortcut. So and, and let's get to the, the root, you know, if there's something medically going on, let's make sure that, you know, everything else has been exhausted first. Right. You know, like pulling blood work, right. uh, doing some genetic testing, figuring out. Um, if they are on some uh, medications, are they the medications that are best suited for that individual? Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, getting blood work back, figuring out are there uh, blood panels, are they optimal, not just in range? I know we've talked a lot about that on other podcasts, but it, it fits in on this one too. You know, it we does. need to be optimal. It does. And also <clears throat> from what you've learned with nutrition and what we've been learning, you know, this most of this year, um, for the first six months of this year, really diving into genes and how genes express, you know, someone might, I was one of them. You were one of them. We are one of them. Um, you might be eating the right foods, quote unquote, but you're not eating what your body needs because of how your genes are expressing. And there's a million things that we're completely unaware of. We were talking about roundup yesterday. Right. People have roundup <clears throat> in their system, mold toxicity. There are so many variables. And if you just go after, you know, the, the symptom, and not treat the cause, then you're gonna you're gonna end up having other health concerns. So, really, you wanted to focus on lipo and ways to get rid of fat or lose weight. But what? Let's talk about what people might not realize that also needs to happen. You know, so when you go in, and you know, there are definitely some very good plastics. I feel that do do a good job of that because they do refer them back over to us. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the first step, and when you do with that, do with that is, you know is the first thing they're talking about is they, are they talking about your diet nutrition program first and foremost, because if you don't have a grasp on your diet nutrition program, going into it, then going and getting these procedures done. Yes. The, 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 
you're going to kill the fat in that area temporarily. But science and studies show that if you continue down to poor eating habits that got you in that place in the first place, the fat will come back to those areas. <clears throat> and before that happens, the fat is just going to go to a different area in, the, in a, a different area before that happens. Right. I always tell people, you know, lipo, liposuction, lipo dissolve, which is now Kybella, um, the Agnes, which is the radio frequency device that we have in office, which I freaking love. I, I absolutely love it. I'm not a big fan of cool sculpting. I'm not, I don't like to bash products, but I just don't think that it's as effective as it could be. And I also feel like there's some scar tissue that starts to happen. The same with Kybella, um, just an experience. I, it's kind of, you know, it's hit or miss. Um, it does work. It's a product that we use, but it's definitely hit or miss, but all of it is just meant to be used in areas that you genetically start to gain weight or it, that go to the area first. So that it should be a last resort, not a first mm. treatment, a last treatment right. after all the work has been done. Right. And I would add that if you've dieted down and you're at that place where you like to like to be at, you feel very comfortable. Um, you've held that weight for a while. But again, like you said, those genetic little spots, like your love handles or low stomach, or maybe in your yeah, armpit, you know, low stomach, armpit, um, maybe inner thigh or something like that. Then you can kind of go in and do that because right. you, again, like you said, you've already done the hard work, which is one, be consistent to a nutrition program. You've dieted down to where you want to be at. You've shown that you can hold that look for a while. So you're not immediately going back to old habits and excuses that got you out of shape in the first place. And the other part is, is you won't have to have as much done, as much work done because the areas are so much smaller. So yeah, it could be cost effective also by taking this, the first step of dieting down first. Well, and that's just, yes, you're 100% correct. Um, never even mind cost, but let's just talk about with more that's done, there's more risk. Um, there's more trauma to the tissue. I mean, liposuction is done with a cannula and a suction device. There are different size cannulas, but they're all the same, you know, mechanism of action. And they're actually separating parts of the tissue. And then that tissue actually has to re-adhere there. It's a big process with liposuction. A lot of people kind of think it's pretty easy. I am here to tell you that the ones that are really easy to do are not usually the ones that have the best results. Kind of like the old tried and true method is the best. They have ones with like laser guidance, which is really good. And that actually helps to tighten the skin as you do it. And that's where I was going with this because if you are not ready mentally and haven't worked through whatever it is that makes you eat, and we all eat emotionally, um, or if you're doing it too soon, you know, or you like, it's always best to lose the weight, give the skin a chance to tighten and then do anything after. So even if you needed to have excess skin removed, you need, there needs to be a time frame from where you reach your maintenance weight. Usually about a year is best before you do something else, because it is going to have skin laxity, you know, and if you're older and you're removing an area, say if it is even a genetic area, um, you are taking the risk of having skin laxity. So there's just issues with that. And liposuction will remove fat cells, but you really don't want to go five pounds above that weight that you've had that liposuction at, because you will start to gain weight in other areas first. But if you were to gain extensive weight, you actually can regenerate new fat cells in the areas that you've had previously treated. And also with that, you're going to have irregularities. It's impossible because when they, when a physician is doing this, they are also 
putting into massive fluid, which means it's also in there to help guide the, the device there. It's hard. I mean, you can't, it's very, very hard to get it perfectly even. Um, and there's a lot of maintenance. Like I said, you have to do lymphatic drainage. It disrupts the lymphatic vessels for a while. It's definitely not as easy as people think it is. Um, and I, I really do. I think that it should be, you know, there's an area of like smaller areas can do Kybella, Agnes, things like that. But then once they get to about bigger than a hand, you probably are going to want to go to the liposuction route. Right. And as you talked about, um, it is a, it is a big procedure, right? Yeah. So after you come out, the body's got a lot of healing because there's not a lot of stress done to it. So again, we take a step back prior to going into a surgery. If you're already at, um, your body's already stressed out, you know, from food and already the toxic load on the body is high, then your water retention and, and everything else after the surgery is going to even be more. So you'll actually heal quicker is kind of what I'm saying. Yes. If you actually take care of yourself first prior to going into it, get inflammation down, get toxic load out of the body before you do the surgery. Yes. So then afterwards, the body can just kind of heal itself on it. And again, kind of repeating myself again, you already started a nutrition program. You just go right back into that nutrition program. That way you're again, inflammation stays down and healing is quicker. Yes. And I strongly encourage, like if any, I'm not putting it down by any means. It's just, and neither is Jamie. It's just more, make sure you do your homework on who's doing the procedure. Um, we've talked about in the past, you definitely want follow-up. There's definitely a, a certain algorithm for a post-care procedure protocol that should involve some lymphatic drainage and draining and massage. Um, because also your fat holds your toxins. And so you're going to be releasing some of that. And anytime someone goes under anesthesia, there's a risk. And then also if you're doing a BVL or having the fat transferred, make sure that you know where you're going because, and who's doing it because BVLs are very dangerous. There's a very high risk of mortality with that. Um, in certain States that don't regulate it. Like now Florida has made it mandatory for it to be done under ultrasound guidance, which is amazing. And they have a limit of how much fat they can take at one time because it, it started cost, like it started making people lose their lives because it was just done in a negligent way. But then also, um, when you do the fat transfer, not all of the fat cells are going to stay depending on how it was harvested. So it's just very important to, to ask a lot of questions. It's kind of like from a surgery perspective, almost like the Botox of the surgery, like the aesthetic world, everybody can do it. You know, there's a lot of people that might not have the credentials that can do it and, and purchase the equipment. So just do your homework. Right. And even, even the best of the best, you know, we've seen some very good work of some very good doctors, but like you had pointed out earlier is you still can have some unevenness, right? You know, yeah. there's, there's, it's not 100% smooth. So I know that you've done a couple of tricks um, with some clients um, to help, like, I don't know what it re skin resurfaces, I guess is what yeah, you would call that to kind of get those, those packets, a little fat that were there to create more of a smoothness that they're looking for with it. Yeah. I have found that our Agnes RF, which is very exact at dissolving fat. It was actually made for the herniated fat pads under the eyes, which were always surgical in the past. Um, and it works beautifully. You know, the patient needs a couple treatments and they look a little beat up, but it, it really does work and it helps to tighten the skin. So going into those pockets of fat that are left with that, um, also using the radio frequency microneedling to touch, tighten the skin. And then, um, it, we can go over it with filler and we now have Renuva, which is actually cadaver fat that's been harvested. And so it's like an off the shelf fat transfer product. You know, some people just don't have enough fat for fat transfer. If I had enough fat, I would probably get a BBL, but, right. I, mm -hmm. I'm, but I've also 
been working out for a long time. There's just things that I don't think genetically I'll, I'll obtain. Yeah. Some things are just harder to do to the others. And that, you know, that kind of goes back to what we originally started out with is do the work up front first. If at the end of it, you have gotten as far as you can with diet and exercise and stuff like that, go ahead and do it, but just make sure one, you know, interview who you're doing, dealing it with, um, make sure that again, you've done a nutrition program for for a while and you've maintained it. Maintaining, I think, is kind of the biggest thing for me with that is showing that you are capable of dropping the weight, keeping the weight off and sticking to a nutrition program so that all the, the money spent and the efforts that you put forth into it, you just don't go back to the old habits and excuses you had before and you end up over time undoing the work that was done and the money spent. I agree with you. And the one thing I want to really drive home for people is that liposuction or anything like that, for that matter, should be the icing on the cake. It shouldn't be like the foundation of the cake. It shouldn't be the actual, you know, cake should be the icing. And also when, when we're looking for vanity and we're all vain and that's okay, there's no judgment um, to do a procedure. That's fine. But at the same time, you're, what you're putting in your body should be the first priority should be how your longevity is going to be and how well you're treating the inside of your body, your vital organs and all of that stuff. It shouldn't be about what you look like. It should be about how you feel and what you want your years of your life to be like. Absolutely. I mean, cause you know, like I tell people like, you know, people always say they want to, uh, they want to look better. I'm like, well, of course you do. Who doesn't? It's like right. asking, do you want to make more money? <laughs> of course you do. You know, but again, you know, if all you do is just base everything on money or just based on looks, then at some point, you know, you're just not, you're not happy with yourself is what it really boils down to at that point. So. Right. We listened to a video this morning and it was like, you know, the guy that was talking about it gave an analogy of, you know, if you, it's like, if you went to the doctor and they were like, Oh, well, you have a lot of symptoms. And he wrote up a prescription pad full of symptoms. And he was like, well, these aren't for you. This is one for your mother-in-law. This is one for your neighbor. And it's because like, if you have something going on, it's about you. So right. like go inside, fix the work, heal, whatever's causing you to turn to food, um, or gain weight. Some people don't even turn to food and they gain weight because right. their body's inflamed. So there's, you know, there's a reason and or hormonally imbalanced. I mean, I was one of them. So it's like, you know, I am, I mean, it's something I have to check all the time. So. Right. So again, like again, don't use this procedure to, to fix the problem, figure out the symptom first and then fix it. And kind of like what that guy was saying is turn inwards and work on what's inside what you what's what the problems are don't go looking outwards for other people to fix your problems on that side so um all right now you had brought up cool sculpting right so um now there's also other forms of that too so that i know they have cool sculpting they have machines that have radio frequency and heat so like what's the difference between the hot and the cold in that side of it? So extreme temperature kills fat. So like you have, you'll see like cryo fat loss, cool sculpting. Um, you know, we, when we first opened, we had that Bella shape, which used heat and radio frequency. Um, we now have a different radio frequency device where we're actually inserting a needle that has radio frequency running through it. And that literally um, emulsifies the fat. Like when we're treating it, you can see, 
you can smell it and you can see the fat just like liquidify, liquefy and come out. It's, it's amazing. It's awesome. I love it, but it does not, it was not the same radio frequency device that we had in the beginning, which honestly, I'll just be honest. It was, it was useless. I mean, it was great if you did all the other work and it gave you a temporary tightening effect, but I think it's just from the heat heating up the collagen. Sometimes that uncontrolled heat, like all therapy, um, you know, it tightens the skin, but how long is it tightening the skin? Is it degrading the, you know, the good types of collagen? Cause we have five different types. Um, but with cool, it, cold and heat, it will cause fat to shrink. I don't know. I would have to really, I want to see studies to, to show that it's causing, you know, lipolysis or, you know, fats cells to die because it, I don't really think that they do. Right. Um, and then, like I said, that those extreme temperatures can actually remodel the collagen into scar tissue collagen, which then if you decided to go have lipo after it's a mess, it's a mess for whoever has to go through there after. I just don't think it's as effective for the cost. That's my opinion. I know many people like it and they're welcome to their own opinion. Right. Um, I, Kybella is actually, and I'm not going to get into the science of the name, but it's, basically a synthetic form of your bile acid. So bile breaks down fat in the body. Kybella is an injectable bile acid that instantly kills fat. And that is, it's efficacious. It works. Um, it's a little unpredictable, but it works. And I've, I've only ever had one patient that I had really weird results in, and we ended up treating it fine, but it took a while, Right. but it worked. I've done it on my underarms. We treated your submental area right. under your chin and it works. Yeah, no, it's, it does. But just like with anything, um, you got to stay up and up. You got to follow the instructions of what you need to do before you get it done. You got to follow the instructions of what you, what you need to do after you get it done. Yes. And then again, you need to live a balanced, healthy lifestyle to keep the results that you got. Well, and let's just talk about that for a minute. Never even mind the weight gain part if, or, you know, whatever the vanity part of it. If you're going for lipo and then you want to, or any surgery and you want to continue to look younger eating nutritious foods and getting adequate sleep and not smoking and not bathing in the sun and drinking lots of water. All of that is what helps your body regenerate, stay younger, keeps, you know, your stem cells moving and then also helps collagen stay. So, I mean, I don't understand how people don't get it, but it's it, eating too much sugar and processed food is the fastest way and sitting in the sun is the fastest way to eat yourself. Right. Well, I think, well, I, I have a couple opinions on that one. One, it's become more socially acceptable for people to be out of shape than in shape. We've always, we've heard about fat shaming when there's actually in shape shape shaming. Yeah. I see a lot of it. Um, it's happened to both of us. Right. All the time. And we've both been fat as well. Right. Both sides. Um, you know, when you look at the foods, um, you go back 10, 15 years, even 20 years, the, the support the demand for convenient fast food. And I'm not talking fast food, like McDonald's and stuff like that, but I'm just saying microwavable reheatable meals or anything like that is I, I would like to see that study how much more it is, but I'd say it would like 10 to 20 times more now than it was then because people are always just looking for the convenience and the easy way of doing things versus doing home cooked meals or buying more organic vegetables, fruits, and, and food and stuff like that, because they're always trying to make the excuse that it's more expensive. But I bet right now, if you added up your bill of door dashing and ordering out and stuff like that, I guarantee it far exceeds if you just went and bought more organic grass fed, grass finished uh, beef. Um, uh, and same thing with chickens and organic vegetables and fruits. 
I don't think you're going to come anywhere close to that cost of door dashing and eating it out all the time. I, I just don't, I know when we eat out and what we buy for the week, cause I do buy most of the groceries. I know just a couple of nights out of eating out exceeds what we buy in a week of groceries. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And honestly, like, I just don't know what we're getting for nutrients anymore either. Um, and at some point there's going to be a cost associated with it. You might not feel it now, but you will feel it later in medications because our healthcare costs are growing up like crazy too. So Correct. being sick is, is freaking expensive. Yep. Very much so. Um, so back with that cool sculpting with that side, when it comes down to it, I'll just be honest, the things that I've seen with it, um, I've not been impressed with it. I see a lot of uneven unevenness of the results from it, um, from side to side. Look, if you look at the right glove handle versus the left glove handle, um, bruising is a lot. Pain can be pretty high on that side of it. Well, I, any, anything that it requires to take that away is painful. And Correct. I also wonder if sometimes that's the provider not fully assessing the patient because usually unilaterally fat is not the same bilaterally um you know so it could have there's a lot of variables like i would have to see the patient in the beginning versus not but it just it is freaking painful like i mean no matter what it is kybella hurts it burns right the the agnes you have to be numb for liposuction it it the healing part hurts Um, right it feels it it, but you know you get what you you know either way you got to pay a price so you could work out and eat right or not well either either way you you still got to do the work is what it comes down to yeah one way or another you're gonna suffer right um i want to talk about the gastric bypass surgery and it was amazing to me the other night that i saw a commercial that insurance will cover it um but they won't cover nutrition and exercise and now i think some plans will or at least put some some money towards it but i am just i do not knock anyone that's had it I understand why people have it, um, you know, and again, I, I'm not meaning to take it this way from, but from a provider standpoint, I've just never understood why you want to affect someone's ghrelin, which is the hunger hormones. You're really taking the hunger away and you're making their stomach so small that you're basically malnourishing them. They can't get enough nutrients. So again, if you're going to do that, having someone guide you to make sure that when you do eat the small amounts that you do eat, they have as much nutrient or as nutrient dense as possible, because otherwise you're not getting your cells what they need to survive. Right. I'll I'll take that before that even happens. I'll just go into the psychological part again of the mindset of individual. You got to think about this. Okay. How did they get to that point? I understand some of it might be genetics, but there's still a point where the person has to look and say, you know what, me eating McDonald's, let's say, I'll say three times a week when we know reality is sometimes we're eating McDonald's two times a day, right? So now you take that person that is now eating that quantity, that bulk of food, and you don't show them how to like lose weight the first way, that amount of food, how do you expect them to now go down to like eating an ounce and a half of meat or just five almonds? Like, how do you think they're going to go to a barbecue with, with their family that's why they make the ghrelin they, right. they affect the ghrelin but still it's like that's why majority of them i almost say like 80 or 85 percent of them within the first six months blow that out because they can't control their eating they're overeating at that point because they're 
they haven't like, learned how to eat less or even control their eating that, you know, they're still eating in bulk and junk. It's almost like a cigarette smoker. Um, you know, when they quit smoking, it's not necessarily the nicotine always that they're addicted to. Yes. That's a dick. It's addicting, but right. it's the, it's, it's anxiety the having them like actually take a deep breath or have something with their hands. So then they usually go to eating because they haven't figured out what's making them anxious. Right. It's learning how to deal with stress. It's usually help helps people quit smoking. Um, it, it's, it's definitely psychological. Most of the time, like I said, if someone is overweight and they're having a barrier with losing it, um, if it's not something metabolic or physiological, it's psychological. So I, it's just, it's just best to, to heal whatever that is. Right. So again, you know, if you are thinking of any of these things going on, um, biggest, biggest thing is interview the person who's doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, their first words out of their mouth aren't like, what kind of diet program, exercise program have you been on? How long have you been on it? How much weight have you lost? Have you, have you broken into your old habits and excuses that got you into this place? If that isn't their first thing yet, then I, I just think you're going to be with the wrong person. Um, Again, I think, and again, I, I do have some uh, plastics in this area that refer to me first and they tell them that, you know, this is the, you have to get to here first before we'll do anything. Mm -hmm. And once you can show us that you're here, then we can talk about the next step. So I applaud those doctors that do that. Um, but again, there is no shortcut for this stuff. And if you think that going and getting this done is going to fix your problems, it's a temporary fix because you didn't do the work up front to figure out what the reasons why you got there in the first place. You didn't learn how to fix those problems and you're going to go back to those habits and excuses and you're just going to undo everything that you just spent the money on. Yeah. And honestly, like if, you know, I say this and it's pot calling the kettle black, but just always work on the inside first and the, and the outside will, will show it. Um, and just be careful, be careful with who you choose. And honestly, if you do all the work first, the results are that much better. You can have someone do ab etching and, or transfer. And I mean, they're doing some really, there's some really cool physicians that are true right. artists with liposuction. Um, and then, or you can just do something small like the Agnes or Kybella. Right. And it's not just about your eating habits either. I kind of, no. I've said it earlier, but I'll repeat it again. You know, if you're hormonally imbalanced, and that's the reason why you can't get the physique that you want, that same hormonal balance is going to cause problems even after any of those procedures are done. Right. So again, going back and figuring out, treating the symptoms first, getting to where you're happy with initially holding that result. And if then if you still have some things you want to tweak, that's where we're like, go interview someone who has the right mindset right personality, the right bedside manners that's going to fit you for what you're wanting to get done. Excellent. I couldn't have said it better. And yeah, to even add on, it could be hormones. It could be some autoimmune thing. It could be, you know, like I said, mold toxicity, Roundup, so many things, so many things that, yeah, you might go ahead and fix the, the symptom at the moment, but if you don't address those causes, they're going to come back with a vengeance. Or, or you might even have some complications like not being able to drop water weight or have lymphedema or edema, of, you know, from the lipo. It, it just makes healing that much harder. Right. So if you need help with lab work, hormones, diet, exercise, 
we do all that stuff here at Precision Fitness and Med Spa. We do. And we'll also, I will 100%, like all of our providers are very honest and we will always be honest with our patients. If someone wants something that's out of our scope or that we couldn't achieve what they want, we have a group of people that we will refer you out to. Yeah, we absolutely have a, a list of people that we trust, not only with our clients, but with ourselves. Yep. And there's um, also which we're going to probably dive into in another episode down the road here in a little bit, but peptides, peptides have really helped a lot as far as um, being able to burn off some stubborn fat like that, getting some, there's a peptizer for everything, whether it's inflammation, whether it's cognitive um, hormones, they have them all for it. I'm excited about that. I think that's what the next series we should go into because I was thinking about like that, like the ones that we ordered for myself. Right. I mean, there's some really cool peptides out there and peptides are a very safe way to help the body really become optimal without quote unquote drugs. Are they coming from a compounding pharmacy? Yes, but they're right. not. An FDA approved. Yes, and FDA approved. There's only so much weight I'll put into FDA, but they are, there's only so many compounding pharmacies that actually have that seal of approval. So again, just like with our referrals out, like we vet people very big, um, make sure they're on the up and up, make sure that they are true to what they say. That way we feel comfortable referring our clients out or ordering from whoever we order from. Well, yes. And while I think the FDA is what it is, um, it is a big deal because those pharmacies take a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort to have that seal. And with supplements and things, if they're not FDA approved, you don't know what you're buying. So like you can buy peptides on the, on the web, but you don't know what's in them. So now research shows about 95% of the ones on the web are either fake or they're very much underdosed. And the size that you would buy, you're not that far off in price from what you would get from a a legit compounding pharmacy. Yeah. So maybe the next episode, we should do more for weight loss um, and body composition peptides and then go into neurocognitive and anti-aging. Perfect. All right. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Younger by the Minute. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Spicer. And I'm Jennifer Spicer, and this is the only show where you can look younger and feel younger just by listening.